Welcome to the Sounds of Blue. This is Bernard Herman's first season, 1959 Twilight Zone end credit or end theme, otherwise known as Dream Theme. Only lasted for one year, but I always liked this, this version, especially the end credit. Twilight Zone had five years or five seasons. We're about to conclude our fifth season here at Sounds of Blue. Hopefully we'll be here maybe another five years, God willing. We're actually concluding our sixth year. 16 to, yeah, yeah, sixth year. One, two, three, four, five, seventeen. No, uh, the last was two sixteen. So do the math. Four plus three. So this would be starting our seventh year, sixth year, concluding. My name is Bob Putting It the Sounds of Blue, number three eighty four. <laughs> Getting close to that magic number, right? Four hundred. That'd be nice. That's, uh, of course, the streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden. You can't forget that nose. <laughs> but they've been binging them all week. And Michael Douglas, man, wow, what a young Michael Douglas there. You can see what Catherine Zeta-Jones saw in him, that's for sure. But I prefer it the other way around, of course. Catherine, wow. Haven't seen her in a long time. I think there was some mental issues, I think, with um, Michael so I'm, you know, I'm not sure what what that all came. I think he had some some mental disorders, or uh, you know, not a clear thinking mind. But he's been off the uh, off the reservation for some years now. I, at least at least three or four. But we wish him well. But these were really good. I'm, you know, sometimes I go back, and I guess one of the more interesting things for me was um, I didn't know that Patrick Williams did a lot of the soundtracks for that and actually wrote the theme song to the streets of San Francisco. Patrick Williams always been a friend of the, of the station, but he passed away a few years ago. But what a great interview he always was. Really enjoyed talking to Patrick Williams. 
But then I was looking around and seeing if they released the streets of San Francisco in his name or other stuff or whatever. And I did find that produced by Phil Ramone, of all people, oh, um, the streets of San Francisco was released as a single 45 in 1975, which was the last year of the streets of San Francisco. I have to play this off of, not YouTube, but it's probably there too. But I found a new place called Soundtrack-X.com. It's in the line, it's in the notes for the uh, playlist, if you so choose. But this is a typical 70s funky fuzz guitar. Well, let's just let it play. <laughs> had to make some guesses there I would guess that that was uh, definitely in, in the beginning that was Tom Scott's saxophone for sure and Pat Patrick Williams and, and Tom had a long time relationship and recording on albums together Patrick usually inviting Tom Scott and I suspect that could have been Max Bennett on bass 
he was involved in that whole L.A. crew. And if I had to make another guess, I think that might have been um, Howard Howard Roberts on uh, on guitar, on that fuzzy guitar deal. So there you have it. Okay, we're going to switch gear. I love that whole you know, crazy, goofy groove that they, they put down together for that. And uh, much different than the soundtrack for TV, but I guess they felt that might have been a little too, uh, I won't call it risque, edgy. How's that? It's Wes Montgomery's 100th birthday. How about some Jimmy Smith and Wes Montgomery? Doing one of the signature tunes of Wes Montgomery's road song written by Wes. And uh, this is taken from the Furthered Adventures of Jimmy and Wes from 1963. I don't think that's right. I got to double check that. Anyway, I think it was 66. But let's check it out. Verve Records. Thank you. 
1966 song. That's really cool. I I always enjoyed that. I remember the first time I heard it might have been recorded by Pat Martino. Speaking of which, not Pat Martino, but the song. I'm sure the royalties were deep on this one because, I mean, a lot of people covered, guitarists in particular, covered Road Song, that's for sure, by Wes Montgomery. Again, he would have been 100. You ever try, and this has a Wes Montgomery hook to it, though it wasn't uh, intending it to be, but, I mean, for, for a couple of years now, I've been trying to figure out a song, and I knew it was called Something to Do with Snow, and I thought it was Snowfall, and I wound up, I was right. But I, you know, all all the thoughts in my head, because I did a snowfall lookup, and I couldn't couldn't make a match of anything that made sense to me. So, driving around about a week ago, in the car, not listening to the WFDU anymore. We take a break till next year, <laughs> next February, and hope for the best. But anyway, I'm driving around and I'm hearing the song on the radio. I'm going, "Oh wow, that's that's I think that's the tune." And sure enough, WBGO was playing it. And BGO does a good job. Them and and the Peak do a nice job. If you you are f freaks like me, and look at the RDS display on your radio, it'll tell you what track is playing and what song is playing by the artist is playing. And there it is, "Snowfall" by the Montgomery Brothers. And man, I, I was like, holy smokes. And I knew I had a copy of it because I was living up in Connecticut and it was a snowy evening. And I played this track for a friend that was, was over and we were carrying on. I bet this had to be, Jesus, mid-1970s, I guess, right? I, was, I didn't live there that long. I didn't like Connecticut. That's a different story. And it's been bugging me because it's like, wow, where, where, where? well, here it is, folks. Off of vinyl. Snowfall by the Montgomery Brothers. And it gives you that feeling. You'll see. Comes from an album it's recorded. The Montgomery Brothers in Canada. I wonder if it was snowing when they were when they recorded this. Alright, shut up.
I guess what's somewhat remarkable about that track, um, I don't know how that stuck in my head for all these years, but I just maybe it was the mood I was in the night that I had a friend over and it wasn't a woman, I could tell you that. And we it just, it just wasn't that kind of, <laughs> it wasn't a romantic evening by any stretch. Maybe a little buzzy, but not other than that, no. But that's just a live recording from 1961, and it's really well recorded. And I'm trying to look at the notes, and it doesn't say who um, recorded it or whatever, but somebody knew what they were doing in Canada. I, just, I doubt they sent somebody up from the States to do all that. But the Montgomery Brothers were really not that... You know, West was not as popular yet, and in 1961 a little bit, but not not like like he became later. And certainly, a recording in in Canada was kind of a, a bit of an unusual thing to have happen in those days. About a couple more from Jimmy Smith and West Montgomery. This one's written by was it I write about this yeah written by Jimmy Smith. And he calls it James and Wes. Little blues. Thank you. 
Pretty good idea to put to put together West Montgomery and Jimmy Smith, huh? Let's go down by that riverside. The same two. This album's called Jimmy and Wes. The Dynamic Duo. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Robin Ford, and you're listening to the best blues program in the United States with Bob Putignano's Sounds of Blues.
Hi, this is Larry Carlton, and whenever I'm in the New York area, I listen to Bob Purignano's Sound of Blue.
drums, Mr. John Ferraro. And on bass, Mr. Neil Steubenhaus.
The appropriately titled Turn It Up by Larry Carlton, recorded in Japan in 1978. I never saw this on CD, though. Maybe I have, but it was crazy priced. And I said no. But I have the, the uh, vinyl, and I made my own CD copy. And Mr. Mr. 335, live in Japan. Two tracks we heard back-to-back. Um, that was uh, Tight Squeeze, and prior to that was Mellow Outboat, written by Larry Carlton. Before that, we heard Burnable, written by Larry Carlton, with Robin Ford from Live in Tokyo, 2007. Did you say you want to hear some more Larry Carlton? I think so. With Robin. They call this Cold Gold. Written by Larry. Yeah, written by Larry Carlton.
That's the Isley Brothers with Carlos Santana. Covering Curtis Mayfield's Gypsy Woman. Let's do another one. Whoops. This is called Body Talk. Can't you see how bad I'm hooked on you? 
Body talk took a little coagulate in time, but nice little jam at the end, right? The Isley Brothers with Carlos Santana. The name of the record is called Power of Peace. Here they tackle Willie Dixon. You'll know the tune.
little chaotic. Okay. This is Marshall Chess of the Chess Records family. You're listening to my man Bob here on Sounds of Blue. Baby, 
said, no, baby. Do you hear what I say, God?
That's from an album by Big Time Sarah, where she lets Rico McFarlane, her guitar player, loose <laughs> on an Earl, T- Earl Hooker piece called Blue Guitar. Nice version. Want to hear how Ronnie Earl does it? A little different.
Hi, everybody. This is Ronnie Earl Cohen. Nice to talk to you, and you're listening to Bob Putignano. I'm with you.
Hi, this is Bruce Katz, and uh, you're listening to Bob Putignano on The Sounds of Blue.
That's taken from a Bruce Katz record. I had Bruce Katz in the studio and when this record came out and I was asking him, because Ronnie was kind of like recluse at the time. He's had an interesting career as a person, as a human being, as a great guitar player. But he's had issues and many of them are drug afflicted. But clean now. He reminded me of when I saw him in Tremblant a few years ago and I interviewed with him. He reminded me, I don't know, like three, four times that he's been clean for, I don't know how many years. I don't want to quote it and get it wrong, but at least eight or ten years or maybe more. And he was very proud of himself, as he should be. But this was uh, at a time where things were a little quiet in Ronnie's career. And he he, had, he was going on the road a lot and then stopped. <laughs> he used to joke when he came to the Turning Point, which were historic, monumental shows at the turning point in the mid 90s and he says we're on a big tour we're, we drove down from massachusetts tonight and we're driving home after we're done <laughs> oh god but he was fabulous and that was the the, the group was the classic uh, you could not beat the classic um ronnie earl and the broadcasters especially with bruce katz as the main man on b3 and and keyboards Rod Carey on bass, Pierre Hansen on drums. They were good, but it was really Ronnie and Bruce that made it happen. So anyway, this album uh, where he did, the, where it's a Bruce Katz album called A Deeper Blue, recording in 2004 for Severin Records, featuring the guitar of Ronnie Earl. Let's go back to Germany again. This time a little on the jazzy side, covering um, Coltrane. He'll tell you. And uh, maybe he doesn't tell you the second part. Uh, would be Indigo Blue by Kenny Burrell. This is a very, very, very nice recording. Tune off our new album called Grateful Heart, and it's a tune written by John Coltrane called Alabama. <laughs>
Hi, this is Jimmy McGriff. You're now listening to Bob P.
Ronnie Earl with Church and written by Jimmy McGriff with Jimmy McGriff on board. We're Ronnie Earl and out, aren't we? Why stop now? This is Albert Collins' composition called Backstroke. The album Soul Searching in 1988 for the Blacktop record label.
Early versions of Ronnie Earl on the broadcast is there with Daryl Newish on vocals. Whatever happened to him? Wow. Some T-Bone. T-Bone Boogie. Written by Aaron T-Bone Walker. Performed by Ronnie Earl on the broadcast. about 40 minutes to go.
like the devil, shaved like the frog. Starts loving me, I holler, good God, dog. I love my baby better than I do myself. Come and find out, man, she's loving somebody else. And it's yes, yes.
We want to see if we can get Mr. Jimmy Rogers to come on out here and play some more for you, ladies and gentlemen. The great Mr. Jimmy Rogers. Long applause there, huh? All right. Keyboard player here is this guy. Hey, this is David Maxwell. When I'm in town, I always listen to For Sounds of Blue with Bob Putiano.
San Jose should have been credited to Freddie King, but they took the credits for Ronnie Earl. I don't like when they do that. Nice recording there, um, Follow Your Heart, written by Ronnie Earl. A lot of nice people on here. Well, the vocalist should be identified, and that's Kim Wilson. 
on well, I don't think he played harmonica on that track. But also on this record, Michael Milker Ward on bass, Kim Wilson, as I just mentioned, Sugar Ray Nosier, Greg Piccolo, all the guys from Roomful, as well as, oh, and Dave Luke Roomful also was uh, Doug James on baritone. Kaz Kazanoff is from the southern side in Texas, great saxophone player. Got to meet him one night at Anton's. He was a, lot of, he was a nice cat. Uh, Anthony Garachi, who came later in the band, with uh, with Ronnie, but the, I guess was hanging there, and David Maxwell. How much time we got? We got about 20 minutes left to go. Okay, uh, one more. This is called <laughs> Narcolepsy. Mr. Earl wakes up later. Late, not later, late. From the same album, Deep Blues by Ronnie Earl and the Broadcasters. By the way, Ronnie is... 70, and it's great that he's alive because there were times there he looked really bad. Oh, man. Nodding off. I saw him one time at my father's place um, <laughs> with room full of blues. He had just joined the band. Oh, he made a good impression that night. Ay, ay, ay.
Curtis Salgado on vocals there. Wow, young Curtis Salgado. Got to meet him on one of the Delbert cruises. What a nice guy. Real nice guy. Ready for some hipology? Sounds like traveling music, right? Oh, that's loud.
all together. Bam. <laughs> all right. Enough. We're done. Today was the day that we sprung our clocks ahead. I thought we were going to stop this crap. Actually, I would like it to be on daylight savings time and be done with it. But it got me off to a very late start. All the junk I needed to do earlier this morning on top of like losing an hour, waking up an hour later than usual. And now it's almost 9 o'clock here and I... Gonna have some dinner. Oh, yeah, very good, Bob. Anyway, let's push the send button here. Are we good to push the send button here? Yeah, we, yes, we are, Rob. Okay. Uh, the send button has been sent, and let's run back what we heard a little bit. That's the wrong playlist. Sounds of Blue 384. Of course, NRBQ, the whole weed horns. From 1979, Get That Gasoline Blues, where we had a lot of the same crap going on as we do today. Deja vu all over again as I write in my emails. But it's the truth. It really is the truth. What's wrong with this thing now? Um, how can I scroll all the way down? I don't know. Banging into the... Okay, problems with Excel, all right, but we got to sort it out. It's dropping things, I need to get out of here. We heard Echoes. Frank Ward does a great version of that. If you guys are familiar with Frank and the Knuckle Busters in Florida, he does a great version of the song Echoes by Ronnie Earl from the album um, Blues Guitar Virtuoso in Europe. 1995 for Bullseye. Um, I think I remember we did Hipology, written by Bruce Katz. Go to soundsofblue.com. You can catch it all right there. I'm getting tired. I got to get out of here. My name's Bob Puddingana. You've been listening to the 384th homegrown edition of Sounds of Blue. Go to soundsofblue.com and say hi. Send us notes. Send us clicks. Send us everything. Send us your love. We love you back. And don't listen to the news. Don't listen to the news. It's all BS, man. I don't care who you listen to, from left, right, middle, whatever. Torpedo, it's garbage. It's all freaking garbage. We're being lied to about everything. On that happy note, listen to the blues, listen to some jazz, listen to some soul, listen to some funk. Listen to me if you, when you can and say hi. Bob Puddingano, Sounds of Blue. Ciao for now, everybody. <laughs>